no, oh, oh, that's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> Brunch, hit it, boys. I heard this joke the other day. Uh, it made me think of you. Uh, what was the joke? Um, how does The Cure start a podcast? I don't know. It's Friday and I'm in love. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's not as good as it's Monday and people are pissed. Right. That was the, yeah. That was the, that, that, that joke, was joke assumed people have heard brunch. It's very specific. Which, I'm assuming that they, well, they have if they're listening to this. You've heard some of Brunch. We should have The Cure on and ask them. And like, Are they alive? I don't know. I don't anything know. About Let's them. look at it. I, I couldn't name you one member of The Cure. Let's see if uh, the, the, the Cure. There are some people who, like, like do you know who, um, do you know who Nikki Six is? No. Okay. So, uh, Nikki Six was in Motley Crue, he was the bass player. And, but he just, that's like one of those like rock star names that like even if you don't even if you're not like a big Motley Crue guy maybe you've heard of Nikki Six so I guess that that was a bad example but I wonder if the Cure has like a guy like that where when you see the name you're like I know who that is let's see the Cure English rock band Robert Smith Simon Gallup Roger O'Donnell Jason Cooper and although but you know what it's got a long list of past members so i bet a bunch of these guys are just bozos robert smith i bet is the name main guy gary x did vocals from 1977 to 1977 oof that stinks i i think that i think that like matchbox 20 had a singer before rob thomas really like there are little things like that everybody likes to Point out that Dave Grohl wasn't the original drummer of Nirvana, and I'm like, they're a friggin' band, dude. Like, they'd probably go through a million drummers because drummers stink. Takes a while. Uh, know what I realized today? What's that? We haven't done like, uh, we haven't had like the whatever the Starbucks, uh, the cup discussion. Cup di- no, not necessarily the cup discussion, but usually around this time of year where. We're, wherever we're recording, oh, that's one true. will stop and bring the other like, hey, look, they got this new crazy mocha cinnamon Christmas thing. That's true. Yeah. Usually, uh, that's how I was introduced to a flat white. Really? Yeah. You just brought a flat white over. I was like, we always did the, uh, hmm, surprise me. Oh, yeah. It's like, you want a coffee? Yeah. Surprise me. I haven't had a flat white in forever. That was my... Uh... That like is my go-to still now. Those are so good. Really? Yeah, yeah it's the best. It's you get you, a lot of caffeine, but also all of that uh, steamed milk really cuts down the acidity. So if you got uh, some silent reflux issues like Chaboy over here, it's not really gonna aggravate you too much. You won't have a lot of the mm, that cr- that throat clearing thing. I realized, by the way, uh, silent reflux is like sleep paralysis. Where I think I bet. 85% of the people who have it don't know what it is and don't know that they have it. You I know? mean, I don't even know what it is. It's uh Is that why you always do the clearing I, I, throat I had thing? like a clear, a major clearing throat issue and uh, it's not as bad anymore because I know what it is. So I know how to avoid it. But uh, it's just a reflux related thing. Okay. So like less, less coffee, less chocolate, um, 
I've only had, by the way, I've only had coffee and ice cream and chocolate ice cream today. Oh, so, yeah. It's going to be a great podcast, I'm everybody. Following <laughs> it, I'm following it very well. But uh, generally, like, I know how to – there's, like, the trigger foods and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I don't brush my teeth with uh, mint toothpaste. That's a trigger? Because mint is a trigger. Oh, interesting. And I uh, – I, I was going nuts trying to figure out why, what the hell's wrong with my throat? Why am I always clearing my throat? Oh, there was a re- there was a stage where it was real yeah, bad. Yeah, I would like I would like throw fits in the middle yeah, of podcasts, yeah. like turn it on, like, You're like what the fuck is wrong with me? Throw microphones against, like beat the shit out of you. Like, yeah. very very abusive <laughs> during these podcasts because I didn't know I was clearing my throat. And uh, I went to the doctor, and they were like, "Oh, it might be some sort of acid reflux thing." And I was like, "I don't have that." Next and. Uh, got a bunch of tests done and everything, and they were like, yo, when does it happen? And I was like, as soon as I wake up, and they were like, as soon as you wake up or right after you brush your teeth? I was like, oh, shit, we might be onto something here, Doc. <laughs> and, but think about it. Like, morning, you're doing coffee. Yep. You're, uh, this Brushing episode brought to you, uh, by the way, by um, I don't know what medicine there is for acid reflux or anything. So, it's brought uh, to you by WebMD. But yes, brought to you by WebMD. Brought to you by WebMD. You have cancer. Yes. <laughs> brought to you by WebMD. Have you ruled out, I don't know, like all of the worst diseases <laughs> in the world? That would be that would be an awesome tagline for WebMD. It's just WebMD.com. Let's, WebMD, let's not You've rule out. You've got cancer. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't rule out cancer. Let's not rule out anything. Have you ever experienced that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's no fun. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, thinking that you have, like, any possible disease is real tough. But when WebMD is like, hmm, could be cancer. It's got to be this. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, without divulging my full medical history, uh, I I had, like, a pretty rough scare because I just had symptoms that were uh, consistent with something horrible. And WebMD was like, don't listen to what any doctor tells you. It's got to be this horrible thing. <laughs> and like I went to the doctor and did tests and they were like, okay, so it's not this horrible thing. And WebMD was like, what do we say though? We Seek said he was going to say this. <laughs> yeah. we, said, we said the doctor was going to like take tests and like rule out that it's It's like this when you're watching thing. a movie and like nobody believes the kid who's like seeing shit. Totally. And, and you're like, he's been telling you the whole time. Yeah. And the, the grownups are like, oh shit, this kid might have been telling the truth. Yeah. It's like... DJ's over here being like, well, WebMD has been telling me this the whole time. And that that freaked me out so much that now if I have anything weird going on, I just won't – I will not Go type it into That's anything fair. because it's fucking scary. So, uh, I mean, shout out to anybody who's gotten the WebMD scares. Shout out to obviously much worse people who have actually had WebMD be right. If WebMD is right, then that is uh, brutal. Anyway – uh, I, I try to watch the acidity in uh, what I uh, take in. Fair. That's the end of that. I am drinking way less coffee uh, anyway, though. Crazy. Yeah. Couldn't I, be me. Yeah. I, d- I do one cup of half-calf a day now. That is wild. I do crazy. like two to three, maybe sometimes oh, yeah, four if I'm going be. crazy. Yeah. I was a, an at least three-a-day guy for at least like 10 to 15 years nuts 15 years yeah hey, probably like in the age of like 15 16 you're smoking three cups of coffee a day i mean like there's no way that you were in high school not, not just 15 like, years yeah. but like i would say like from like 10 years that makes sense from college on so yeah. like 18 yeah that's damn four i mean 
Yeah. Close 15 years. 14 I guess. years. Fucking old, man. Old as shit. Yeah. And it's weird. I've uh, I had an experience a few years ago where I just tried to get off coffee altogether, just nope. out of boredom. Nope. And I had to go to the fucking doctors because I was getting so itchy, like that is so freaky stuff. Like I was like ripping my body apart, itching it. I was so fucking itchy, and I was like, "What the hell? What do I have a skin condition? Is this psoriasis? Whatever." WebMD Web said I had cancer. The bump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really scary shit. And uh, I, I didn't actually think I had anything bad there, but I was just like. What's I need to on? stop itching yeah. myself. I'm going to fucking freak out. It's because caffeine? Caffeine deficiency? I don't know what. And then one day I was at work and I was in the break room and I'm like itching myself at work. I saw the K-Cups and I was like, I did go cold turkey on the coffee. Let's see. Popping a K-Cup? No itches? Had a cup of coffee the next day. That's not crazy. Done itching. Why? So every time I've gotten off coffee since... I've really, really like slowed it to yourself a crawl. Off. Yeah. yeah, crazy. That shows how hard we are. the The most intense experience we've had with trying to quit anything was one coffee. time I tried to slowly <laughs> uh, drink a little less coffee. I realized today we didn't do any Christmas shit for this episode. We're so overwhelmed by all the Christmas shit we have, and we just didn't do any this week. Yeah, that sounds about right for uh, for the podcast. Like we have so Lock many things something. that we could do, yeah. and then. Let's not do that this time. I realized that last night because uh, our buddy Shane from Howmouth was like, thoughts on uh, Jack Frost? And I was like, ooh, I know we've talked about it on the old pod. Texted you, came to the conclusion, but I don't think we saw that movie. I mean, I've definitely seen the movie. Okay. Um, but it was a long, long time ago. And I remember it being one of those movies where, like, I wanted to see it as a kid. I dra- dragged my, uh, I think I dragged my mom to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. My mom came out of the movie theater being like, what the fuck was that? Okay. Well, apparently there's a band. He has a band in that movie. Does he? Yeah. That really piques my interest. Interesting. I'm, re- I'm just really thirsty for bands in uh, non-music media. A quick right now. teacher update. Still no band. That, man, all right, clock is fucking ticking. Clock is ticking on the teacher to get to the the, the good stuff. <laughs> get to the crux, uh, get to the meat of the series. I was thinking about making... Play the band. I, I mean, I've been listening to uh, Wilco of late because of a teacher. Well, really, no thanks to a teacher. I'm not hearing Wilco in a teacher, so I got to go get it myself. Had to go and get it. My who's that? What drum? are your uh, What are your top five Weezer songs? Uh, my I really just have two Wilco songs that I love. Uh, top five Weezer songs, by the way. Uh, an underrated one is "Keep Fishing." Uh, but favorite Wilco songs, "Hate It Here" might be like a top fifteen favorite song of mine in the world. I love that song so 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 much. And uh, I Got You at the End of the Century is uh, a great song. But I've been listening to uh, more Wilco of late, and I was like, we should make a... We've talked so much about uh, fan cams. Is that what it's called? Yep, yep. Yeah. We should make a fan cam of all of uh, the husband... What's his name? Matt? Yeah. All of Matt's scenes set to Hate It Here by Wilco. Uh, Hate It Here is about... A guy whose wife left him or whose whose lady left him and is just trying to keep busy, trying to like teach himself tasks and everything, like with like that dopey mindset that uh people have when they're left of like, 
oh man, when she comes back, she's going to see a whole new me. This is going to be great. And uh, obviously... Matt's out there being like, wow, the band is going to crush it when she gets out of prison. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So Hate It Here is like, uh, I do the dishes. I mow the lawn. I taught myself how to use the washing machine. I'm folding laundry, all this stuff. (laughs) Matt's like... Check I am out these running through my songs. scales. Yeah. I am doing my – I'm picking up the drums. I'm doing my rudiments. I am just like my – my. I've never been sharper on my theory. Gigs out am, the wazoo. I am sight reading. <laughs> when she comes back, she's going to be so impressed. But, yeah, we should do a fan cam that's uh, Hate It Here set to just like general scenes of <laughs> Matt, which I feel like all of his – Most fan cams are just like random shit. Right. It's. It seems like a lot of fan cams are – like red carpet interviews. A lot of red carpet interviews, a lot of weird video editing and filters thrown on top. Okay. A lot of strange cutting, a um, lot of just very random scenes that you cannot ha- have like pieced together at all. Yeah. So there was no Matt in this episode of A Teacher. No Claire and either no from Claire, what I saw. Right. That's So you saw About the, three-fourths. The, the, the turntables have uh, really turned here because now we've got Pete hasn't watched – all of watch two thirds, yeah. Okay, um, this episode was set in the future. They skip ahead. It's still set in the past because the show's from like set in like twenty fourteen. Less in or the past, right? This is yes, much less in the past. Although, in fairness to the show, back to each the episode is less in the past than the previous one. That's true. It has that's a, how time works. What would you call it? like a linear narrative structure, something like that? Yeah, just the time time progression. It's different. From it's not so basically what we're saying. Quentin Tarantino did not make this. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino is all about nonlinear, right? Yeah, jumping around. Yeah, so they start Reservoir Dogs very famously with actually no, they start Reservoir Dogs right with them at the diner before That's true. they do yep, it. Yep. But then cut to a whole lot of people freaking out, yelling like, "What the fuck? The thing we've just done has gone wrong!" And you're like, "Next, they're going to show the thing they just did." They're going, they're jumping all over the place. They're it's funny how time works. Yeah. So basically that's what this episode's going to be. <laughs> it's just uh, an examination of, of how time works. You ever notice how like a lot of things that happen, happen <laughs> after things that happen before it? You know what the funniest part about this is? I'm pretty sure we've done this episode before. We, we talked about how like Ed Sheeran loves to explain how time works. Really? In his songs, yeah, he's like... He always says, like, 10 years ago, I was 12. Oh, yes. And four years after that, yes. I was 16. We definitely did this, yeah. And then same with everyone loved that. Uh, was it the Lucas fi- Graham? Oh, no. I was going to say the for, Five for Fighting song, where oh. he just keeps going through, like, right. f- 15. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, oh, 30. Then you're going to be 30. Uh, yeah. You're, what, oh, next will come 50. Right. And then you're dead. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we know, dude. <laughs> I've probably also said this. Also, wasn't that song was called "A Hundred Years"? I think so. He it, says when you've only got hundred years, so it's ambitious. Yeah, he's super ambitious, and like he's like at no talking about comes... at ninety nine. I, I have to imagine that like when I'm at ninety nine, I got to be like just fucking take me. Right. And his version of of living a hundred years, he's at like ninety nine, just dying for another moment. It also kind of leaves out like fourteen. You you might try pot. It's tougher to come by than it's kind of tough to come by though if it's not legal. So uh, you might just I don't know if you got any uh, siblings, friends, or whatever you can steal cigarettes from. Probably start smoking those. 
Then you're smoking cigarettes for a little bit, just trying to figure out, like, am I a cigarette smoker? And, like, he doesn't get into any things that would make your life uh, fewer than 100 years. Right. We've said this before, though. I I mean, I strongly believe this. I think you'll agree. You're a hockey guy. Best artist name ever. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Five for Fighting is the best artist name ever. It's extremely cool. And, like, so cool, in fact, that I did not realize that that it was, like, named after hockey for the longest time. Really? Yeah. I just thought that it was just like a, a, just a random band named Five for Fighting. Oh, wow. So were you not super into hockey yet? No, or? I was into hockey, but like I just didn't connect the two at all, especially because the music doesn't really line up with like Let me being tell you, very tough. And I was – when Five for Fighting came out, and I wasn't I, – I was torn because I wasn't a big fan of, uh, of Superman. Uh, is that what it's called? Superman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I just didn't like that kind of uh, – pre-blunt era uh, <laughs> kind of singer-songwriter like that, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, James Blunt. I like calling it just like... Pre-blunt. Blunt era. Yeah. Just like James Blunt is big enough that he had his own uh, I mean, he basically music. did. But he kind of was. Like, yeah. Fiverr Fighting did uh, open the door for James Blunt. That, like, the, the, Fiverr Fighting like, walked so James Blunt could run. Totally. If we hadn't heard, I can't stand... <laughs> we would not have been able to deal with you're beautiful you're beautiful <laughs> you're beautiful that's a really cool the thing he uh the beautiful the, he does ya and fahal in his chest voice sings that like a man not no toxic masculinity yeah and uh he does the beauty in uh his uh falsetto so he's El- elton john-esque just uh multiple voices across one word uh, it's true. I saw your face. He does that, yeah, he does that a lot. <laughs> For no reason. In a place. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> I want the rest of this episode just to be you covering James Blunt as James Blunt. We should, uh, we've always wanted to like make a script of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. The big plan back in the day when uh, this other podcast wasn't. So big that it would be a ridiculous ask. The plan was for us to record an episode, transcribe it, make a script of it, and have uh, PFT commenter and Big Cat record it. That's us. With no yeah. acknowledgement yeah. that it's uh, not not us. Can't do that now. But I still think there is some... There's, a, I think there's an opening where we could do that, and then you just be you just say it in, like, James Blunt voice. We should... Uh, uh, somebody... Maybe somebody else can do this. Uh, make lyrics... R- make lyrics uh, for "You're Beautiful" by James Blunt, based off of a brunch episode. Okay, That's a challenging. So, task. like, that brunch is a tough quotes, homework. or I don't know if that could. Uh, well, what, is what we it? should do is we should go through the brunch out of context Twitter account and just read the tweets totally as James Blunt. That shit is so hard because I can never tell if I said that quote or. Uh, you said it because I ruined you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. If it's like a like a devastating enough quote, I'm like that had to have been me. Well, or we've been late doing this podcast Pete. late <laughs> long enough. <laughs> or like, or Pete's been around DJ too long, Pete. Uh, but yeah, you're beautiful. I think this could work because you're beautiful is also very sheer and esque. Where like he's just kind of saying some shit. Like what is it? She was it's with singer- another man. <laughs> <laughs> it's singer songwriter, but they're really like not like. Saying anything. Let's see. Uh, your beautiful James Blunt lyrics. Oh, 
he has a cool that song has like a little false start. Remember that? So like the music starts. Mm-hmm. He does. Oh like, yes, yeah. My yeah. life is brilliant. And he just kind of hangs back for a little bit. Let's four bars pass. You're like, ooh, you didn't jump in, man. That was like he he kind of did like the turn my snare up. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. Is, uh, a very James Blunt way to do uh, turn my snare up. My life is brilliant. <laughs> my love is pure. I saw an angel. Of I that never. I'm sure. what, what? What's the next lyrics? Of that, I'm sure. I never knew what he said. I thought he said of Adam Shore, and I was like, "Fucking British people! I don't know who that is." <laughs> is he even British? He's got to be a hundred percent. Let's see. It's time to play. Is James Blunt British? Actually, He's we should just English. We, we should make a we should make a, a recurring bit. Uh, is he British? Yes. Is he British? All right. Starting with Haley Fitzgerald from uh, uh, The Undoing. A hundred thousand percent British. Did we talk? We had to have talked yeah, about this. I yeah, had yeah. Ama- like yeah. I would by the end of that show, like all I was hearing when she talked was like, "Oi, bruv." Object. Your Honor. I don't know. I can't. See. That was like a New Jersey accent yeah. or whatever that was. Yeah. Um. So, You're Beautiful is a song written by, fuck whatever we had planned, God by the way. Damn. This is a... James Blunt has the stupidest face. Really? Yeah. Like, like if I'm looking if, at the the, if, the CD single cover, and... Uh, with the long hair makes it a little a bit wood. better. That's getting a wood. He's, yeah. like, in the snow, and his face is... He's got better... Uh, get Looks better with the long hair, but, like, there's a thousand percent if we played... Is he British? Yeah. And you just showed me a picture of this guy? I'd be like, oh, a thousand percent British. Extremely. But he has... And, I didn't realize this was sexy until I'm just it's staring me in the face right now. He's got that post shoveling sweat. You know? <laughs> Where it's like a when little red. You throw red. off all the clothes and like your face is it's a little red, red and like everything on you is kind shiny. of wet. Yeah. You don't know it's if it's wet because you shoveled <laughs> <Shoveling>. or <laughs> What's your drop the skincare routine, King? So like, oh, I just shovel every day for like 30 minutes and then start my day. So, yeah, it's just a little like sunburn mixed <laughs> with uh just uh with snow. All right, so here's a crazy fact about um You're Beautiful. It's a song by English singer-songwriter James Blunt. It was written by Blunt, Sasha Scarbeck, and Amanda Ghost for Blunt's debut album. Ghost writ. Didn't know he had a ghostwriter. Boom. Crazy. Nailed bah, it. Bah, bah, bah. And that's been Is, is He British? British? <laughs> Where we ask if somebody's British, knowing that they are, then talk a little bit about them. Uh, I like that bit. My fa- my, one of my buddies used to say this all the time. You know how people just have like things they, like either sounds they make or things they say kind of as like like vocalized pauses mm-hmm. like when you're setting stuff up do you know what you do when you're setting stuff uh, up when, you, uh, when you're setting stuff up for the podcast no what do i do you kind of have like this whistle while you work kind of thing you you, you know you go like bow, 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 bow. okay yeah all right like that so that's like and we all have things like that like uh i'm trying to think of i'm whatever ones i do are probably the fucking worst <laughs> uh oh uh yeah it's been i'll just kind of do that as like a tick or whatever my best friend growing up would just be like dead silence watching Mean Girls or something. And you just go, she was with another man. <laughs> that is just so ridiculous. You're beautiful. Yo, that's, I, I think I, I think I'm in love with that song. I think that like, 
you have a future as a James Blunt impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get an Elvis impersonator, but we got the next best thing. <laughs> a James uh, Blunt impersonator who just plays your beautiful. Yeah. Ten times a performance. And then they're like, okay, can you play this other song by him? And you're like, sure, uh, let me just get the, uh, you know, like if you're in a bar in Nashville or whatever, you request a song uh, they don't know. They'll just like look up the the tabs yeah, or yeah, the yeah. chords or yeah. whatever. They have it on their little iPad. Well, let me look it up. Like, and you just play your beautiful. <laughs> right. So sure. Like, uh, okay, so let's look at the track listing on uh, Back to Bedlam. Uh, oh, I, for- I-, I forgot. He- I was like, did he have another big song? Of course he had another big song. You're beautiful. No, what was his other big song? You're beautiful. Uh, Acoustic. Goodbye, my lover. I don't even know if I know that one. You sure do. Goodbye, my love. Goodbye, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Made famous by uh, The Office. I think it was like a minor hit, but uh, let's see. Anyway, okay, so fuck goodbye, my lover. But say uh, somebody says, say like we're at our uh, bar in Nashville and, uh, you know, I'm playing You're Beautiful over and over again. Everybody loving it. And uh, people are like, hey, can you play any other James Blunts? We, we're loving this James Blunt impersonation. Uh, but can you play another one of his songs? Sure. Just give me the song. I'll look up the tabs. They give me the song. Wise Men is another song by him I just learned. Okay. Here's what I'm really doing. Looking up the lyrics. Fuck the tabs. I already know what chords I'm playing. <laughs> she said to me, she said to me, go steady on me. Won't you tell me what the wise man said? They couldn't escape. <laughs> and then just fucking do. I love that. Yeah. Hell James, yeah. James Blunt in person. future. Yeah. You could be fucking... Uh, you you should be... do Vineyard Nights as James Blunt. Oh, shit. Vineyard Nights slash James Blunt. Collab. Uh, live stream fucking like every Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> every Friday night. Drop donos. Set. <laughs> same set. Drop donos. That's not a bad idea. Somebody did ask if I was ever going to do anything like live with Vineyard Nights. It was... Uh, it was me the other day. I was like, so am I just going to act like that shit didn't happen? Which, like, I'm kind of, I don't know. I was annoying enough about it for a little bit. Like, I was like, do I unpin my tweet that says, like, hey, please listen to Vineyard Nights? No. I think the move, though, is to, like, let it let it rest for, like, five years and then come back and be like, Vineyard Nights, side B. <laughs> Bam. So was uh, chatting about this with uh, Katie Nolan on Twitter a while ago. Um, that's, like... What you do with shit. You annoy people with it a lot in the beginning, and then you rest. But you're, you, you haven't stopped. You're, it, you're just resting. And then once, it's like, okay, now it can die. <laughs> We're back, bitch. That's when, you, <laughs> that's when you're really forcing that shit in there. I like it. Vineyard Knights slash James Blunt. So is it like... What's the set list? No, is it Vineyard Nights 1, You're Beautiful, Vineyard Nights 2, You're Beautiful, you're beautiful. Uh, Vineyard Nights 3, You're Beautiful, Encore, You're Beautiful? Yes. Uh, and then the front of the album just says uh, DJ Bean X, DJ Bean as James Blunt. Oh my god, fuck. We, yo, this is like brunch merch opportunities. So 
I don't know if it's still in the store, but we have uh, the Vineyard Knights shirt if you want to buy the Vineyard I believe it's still shirt. in the store. And uh, shout out to everybody who's bought it. We should make a shirt that's the Vineyard Knights shirt, but instead of Vineyard Knights, it just says, you're beautiful. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and then if someone's like, what does that mean? Hey, that, 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 is that like the James Blunt song? You should you're, do like, yeah. you're beautiful, and then like underneath in parentheses just says it's true. Uh, so I could just fucking do uh, – I'll just bang out – you're beautiful 333 because that's what I just looked up the length. Okay. You're beautiful 333. Hell that's, yeah. That's how we're going to refer to songs going forward in case there's multiple you're beautiful. You're beautiful. I mean, there's got to be you're more than one you're beautiful, right? Oh, there's that's what makes you there beautiful. There is. I was thinking that. There is. Uh... <laughs> you don't know. Oh, oh, that's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> Well, that's a cold open. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the easiest open we've ever done in our life. Uh, let's look up songs called uh, You're Beautiful. Uh, so A cool thing that we have to do with this episode, by the way, is that I have to hit the record button uh, like about every, uh, every five and a half minutes because I'm out of batteries. Oh, and it looks like we've gone from one bar to zero bars, so it looks oh. like we're on edge here. Low bat... Oh, So, man, we were just saying during this downtime, because the last recorder just uh, crapped out, what an old school episode of Brunch this is. Oh, yeah. This is uh, this is definitely a, it's got a throwback vibe. But I've also said, like, and we both agree that just it's so much different to record an episode in person. You know why? And it's similar to, not to make this weird, it's similar to the early episodes of Brunch. We are, we're not taking each other for granted. It's true. Like, we're so happy to see each other. I'm yeah. speaking for you. You yeah. are. Fu- it is fucking making. Well, you're the only right person now. that I see anymore. That's right. <laughs> we don't see people anymore. So when we see each other, it's like oh, a person. Hell, <laughs> fucking yeah! You won't believe who I saw today. Who? Pete. Like the like Pete like you like what, your Pete the guy like, that you you've been see, friends yeah, with for like six years. You always see Pete. Yeah. Yeah, but, but oh my ooh, something about this one though. <laughs> this one. I mean, it is it is insane how uh how happy like the simplest things make me now. Yeah. We were uh we uh took us a little while to get going a few weeks ago when we were recording cuz we were just goofing off in the kitchen beforehand and it's like, man, that's what we used to do too. We'd be like, oh shit, that was too, we're we're being too funny right now. Gotta it's not save even it for the podcast. Yet. Save for the pot and then Without fail, whatever we did next on the podcast, even fucking better. Oh, boy. Then you get these Zoom ones, and uh, just everything sucks over so Zoom. So what we're man. saying is that we hope you enjoy this episode, because we are enjoying this episode quite a yeah. bit. Yeah, so uh, similar to the the live, uh, the, the James Blunt impersonator slash Vineyard Night stream is going to be worse, because that's going to be over a stream than... The IRL one I do I don't for know. Pete. I think the streams are pretty good because uh, the streams have like the chat, and the chat is the uh, best. It is crazy how good the chat. And I still have not had a bad Twitch experience where someone's been like, "Hey, fuck you! Here's what I think is wrong with you." That's what. I, that's all I thought Twitch would be. Oh yeah. And I, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get back into streaming a little bit. I'd shut down for a while because, uh, like I said, I don't like doing stuff in front of the computer just staring and like living in front of a computer it fucking freaks me out i really don't like it and also 
Uh, it really hurts my back. <laughs> you have the worst. You you play in a folding chair. I was doing it in a folding chair, but I just got a chair the other day. Did you? Yeah. Let's go. I got a. Uh, it's not a gaming chair uh, because that's just a little too loud. You're for not me. there yet, right? Like, if if we want ridiculous shit, th- that like that's where I come in. I don't need my chair doing that for me, and I want to use it for work. And I feel like if I'm, it didn't stop me. Yeah. There's I do only- my TV hits on the in the gaming chair. It's very funny. Oh, nice. Well, we already have one person at our network. Let's see if you can get this. We already have one person on our network who does his hits from a uh, very distracting chair. Do you know who it is? Let's see how much you've uh, been, been watching. No. Kendrick Perkins literally does his hits from a throne. Of course he does. It is incredible. <laughs> of course he does. And like thrones... Are huge, right? Like they're this big thing. And guess you know who else how, is huge? Right. Do you know how big a throne has to be to look like a throne? With, when Kendrick Perkins is sitting in with it. Longtime NBA center Kendrick Perkins sitting in it. Does the throne fuel his takes? Because Kendrick Perkins has the the best takes. Kendrick Perkins is He's a content machine. I think that legitimately, not to like like uh pump the peacock too much. That's what I just made up to say like bragging about uh the, the peacock. I think that NBC Sports Boston has the two best wordsmiths in the business. Tommy Curran and Tommy Curran will say things that sound like that sound like expressions, but they fucking aren't. (laughs) But he just like makes up what sounds like a long standing expression off the top of his head. And it'll always be extremely relevant. And uh, I'm a big analogy guy. He'll bust out an analogy that's just like fucking incredible and hits exactly the point that he's trying to make so i'm always stunned by that also love tommy curran because we've gotten in a real good groove of it's uncanny he disagrees with everything i say <laughs> i disagree with everything he says and that's like that's like the opposite oh, of like yeah. the classic pete and deej dynamic but it can still work yes it's so much fun yeah. like it's so fun when you say something that like furthers like a, a thought that like I had and, and hadn't thought of yet, you know? And, like, we just keep, like, feeding and, like, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. It's It can be just as fun if, like, you get through speaking for, like, a minute, like, a well-thought-out statement. And, the and other somebody's like, like, all that's wrong. That is exactly what I don't think. <laughs> we did it on the, the post-game show the other night. I don't know if my mic was up, but I kind of took a, a risk. Uh, Kern was like, tell you what, this is why when DJ says this it's wrong because this 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 and you was talking for a minute and i was like i'm gonna do it i just started doing that while he was talking was your mic on yeah i think it was i still think one of the best moments of my uh of my 2020 is when kendrick perkins confused boat with vote oh that rule one of the best clips of all time that's where like he he's probably a happier person than i am i would have Wanted to smash my computer after. I would have been like, this wouldn't have happened if we weren't doing this shit over fucking Zoom. Like, would have ripped my whole apartment up. But uh, that was the best. It was so fucking funny. They were talking about Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. And they were like, Perk, uh, you're in the media now. You've got a vote. Yeah. He was like, like, all right. I had a vote. I used to. I I had a vote, but I had to sell it. Yeah. And and (laughs) Scal was just like. Vote, yeah, vote. You have a vote. <laughs> so we're, we're specifically talking about voting on something. 
That was so funny. And like he just did a discussion of like Marcus Smart defensive player of the year. And he just thought that Scal asked him out of nowhere. Hey, you had a boat, right? How's your boat? <laughs> the best part was though, he wasn't just like, Do I have a boat? No. He gave like a like, I'm glad like, like somebody asked of years type of answer. He was like, Look, I I, I did. But honestly, like you compile things throughout the years and like even if you have a lot of money coming in, you still have to be smart with your money. And honestly, I uh, I didn't use the thing often enough to justify having it, so I I sold it. And they were like, you "Sold your 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 defensive player of the year vote." <laughs> even like right away, like when he says like, "And I I, I got rid of it," that that's you're like, "Okay, he gave up his vote." That makes sense. But then like, you start talking about like fiscal responsibility and everything, and like being wise with your paychecks. It's like. <laughs> He's talking about uh, he's he's the best, and you know what? Like people say that he has a lot of like outrageous takes. He this is why I like him. It's not where the fuck did he get that from? He always has something to back it up. Like it's coming from a place he is. He's never. I think think that I think that he has. uh, I think that he is a, a good analyst and has good takes, but it will never not make me laugh when other players just respond being like. Dude, you fucking sucked. Oh yeah, people did. <laughs> they uh, do that his all face the time. Did, uh, Shannon Sharp and uh, my buddy Matt Chatham. They who, do like, that all the time. They're like, "Perk, you cannot be critical of like these players. You sucked ass." So I mean, I disagree with that. Like, a he definitely didn't suck, but you he could was say, a role like, player, right? Right. Um, and B, who's like the best uh, football analyst going right? I would probably Mina Kimes, but like top five is Dan Orlovsky. And I'm a big right. UConn football guy, but I know Dan Orlovsky fucking sucked, right? Yeah. Yep. So, like, I don't think that – and I'll be honest. Uh, I, I I moonlight as a uh, football and a hockey analyst. I'll, I'm big enough to say it. I sucked at those sports. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the, like, oh, you weren't great at this sport, so you can't talk about it. In fact, I think, like, Wayne Gretzky was going to be a shitty hockey coach because how does he coach people? Be me. Go out there and be the fucking best hockey player <laughs> in the world. I say it all the time. Like, uh, like Eric Clapton. Uh, maybe we don't talk about him anymore. Uh, but Eric Clapton. Did he canceled. He uh, got recanceled because him and your boy Van Morrison. I can't believe we didn't oh, talk yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, they put played. out an anti-lockdown song. Yo, Van Morrison gotta shut the fuck up. I've only heard from him twice this year. I know. Both times it wasn't good. Eric Clapton jumped on this song. And I'm sorry, Eric Clapton. I, look, I grew up loving Eric Clapton. Uh, my dad is a, he was a big, big Eric Clapton guy. He used to take me to see him. And uh, I think that he's – I think he's underrated. People th- say that he's overrated because he doesn't really shred, yet he's considered one of the greatest guitar players. I love guitar players who can – Play is something great. Yes, totally. Understated. Uh, But, Eric Clapton, you've got that thing from the late 70s where you had a crazy uh, thing where you supported a racist politician and then on stage gave like a, what's so bad about supporting this guy? Like, I'm not racist. I'm just saying that like, what did he say? He was like, white people should live in one place and like other people should live in another place. How's that racist? Like, he really horrifying shit. And he has spent years and years and years. Like, trying to 
trying to get away from that. that, just being like, oh my fucking God, what was I thinking? That was like, I was on all these drugs and everything and excuses or not, like showed legitimate contrition and remorse and disgust with himself. Like I can't, obviously Eric Clapton, if you know his bio has been through a lot of shit in his life. And that's one of the things that he's like, holy fuck. Like what the, what the fuck kind of person was I? How could I have thought that? Every time you come with some dumbass shit, like stop the lockdown so we can fucking crowd people into bars for super spreader events before there's a vaccine, people are going to be like, Eric Clapton's being a shithead. You know when else he was a shithead? That time in the late 70s when he did this. Yeah, it's pretty tough to uh, live down or escape your past when you keep doing dumb shit that makes people want to bring up your past. Right. Like, I mean, I've... I, I, I'll admit it. I have unfollowed Phoebe Bridgers on Twitter. It's Ooh. good for my mental health to... Uh, I, I, I like to separate the, the art from the tweets. <laughs> uh, but I was like, I bet Phoebe Bridgers is having a field day. Because she's uh, she always brings up like Clapton. Clapton and how she hates him and everything. And she, uh, she famously for me at least, said his music is too white. And I was like... You're Phoebe Bridgers. Uh-oh, Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I was like, let's see if she's taking a victory lap. And she just tweeted, uh, like, the day that the, uh, that the that song came out and everybody kind of re-dug up that Clapton did this horrible thing. She just tweeted, like, told ya. And I was like, yeah, that's fair, I guess. But also, like, the... What, is she not going to take a victory lap there? Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, that's that. Eric Clapton, uh, Van Morrison, and uh, James Blunt. With a little bit of uh, One Direction, we snuck in. You know what I did there? I gave you the old, uh, the old, I'd slip the pill into uh, your dog food. I tricked you into doing a music episode. There's been God a little bit of a music it. episode. Yeah. It really has been. Yeah. For, before you know it, we're going to get you talking uh, Queen's Gambit. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not happening. Also, uh, one thing that we did with this week, we finally got to watch Freaky. Yeah. As we are now separate. Because we were having so much fun doing an actual episode IRL that we had to say, okay, the episode's cool too our good. jets. That's episode's cool. too good. We don't want to make everybody too too jealous of, of how good of this podcast is. So we're, we're easing distance. our way back into our bullshit. I will tell back. you, there's nothing that sucks more than, than recording separately. I don't know how people do this as like a full-time thing. I don't know how people make successful podcasts when they're not in the same room. I don't know if they do. Like even when... The early days of Pardon My Take, I remember being like, these guys are so funny, but this kind of sucks like because they're not in the same place and their mics sound different and it's a, the, 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 there isn't a, a real energy to it. There's just a bunch of people who are clearly very good at what they're doing, but cumulatively, it's like a, it's like a bad stew, you know? So oh, that's your cue, listeners. Stop listening. This sucks. Yeah, this is going to be the bad part. Uh, we did watch Freaky, though, and we'd, been, we'd had this one circled for a while. We had to wait two whole weeks because we didn't want to go see it in theaters. But this was the movie from the Happy Death Day guy. Forget his name. Uh, but it, Jason Blum. Yes, that's right. Um, they actually shot it. You know where they shot it? Um, in his house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's good call. It's a, it's a Blumhouse exclusive. They shot it at the Blumhouse. Uh, Vince Vaughn is a serial killer known as the Butcher, although we never really 
he just kind of suddenly gets that name, but nobody says like he's known as the butcher. There's not like, really a whole lot of motive or like backstory nah, here. Explanation, nothing really. But it goes very quickly from like, you hear so and so got stabbed last night. Yeah, that's crazy. To like, oh shit, the butcher's on the loose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of a trash nickname. Uh, but he is a serial killer. He steals a knife from one of the places, uh, from one of the the Blum houses where he stabs people, and uses it to stab a girl who is like kind of boring. Everyone makes fun of her. They think she dresses crappy, uh, Christmas movie fashion. She, her dad's dead. Yep. They, they get you. They give you that right off the bat. And uh, for some reason, when he stabs her with this knife, as is later explained by a Spanish teacher, for some reason, uh, when you stab the person with that knife. If you don't kill them, then you switch bodies, and that's what ends up happening. Uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, this young actress switch bodies, so the the butcher, the serial killer, is a high school girl. That's all to say, basically, that this movie is Scream meets uh, Freaky face Friday. Face-off. I, I see Freaky Friday, sure, but it had such a face-off feel to it. Where yeah, that's true. The good person is like, I'm trying to tell everybody I'm a good person. And the bad person's like, listen to how ridiculous that person sounds. Look at them. They look like a serial killer. I'm a good yeah. person. Yeah. And they go around uh, killing people. Uh, we both didn't love it. No. It was, it was like, I, I had very high hopes for it. Stan, happy death day. Crazy about it. Uh, this was like a C C plus and honestly probably a C plus just because I was rooting for it. Yeah, and and uh I also like my expectations were set pretty high by like the opening of it because in the very beginning, like tons of action off the bat, but they also um one thing that I liked about it was that they sort of like they they make it a uh, establish themselves as like a big wild card right off the bat because like in a lot of other slasher movies, they have like this group of teens and they're talking about uh, like the killer and whatever. And they like play up a lot of these like tropes of of slashers. And then they immediately off the bat, they kill all four of them. Mm-hmm. Like it starts off with four, uh, four high school kids immediately kill all four of them in like the first five minutes. They also reveal who the killer is in the first five minutes. So there's no like. There's no anticipation, anticipation or suspense around like who the the slasher or who the killer is. She's like immediately Vince Vaughn, uh, and I I, I kind of like that. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah that that is a good point. I mean, Scream and Happy Death Day obviously are who is this person? How are we gonna find out who it is? Um, yeah, this was this was they they give it to you, and the the what and the how is. Uh, how are they going to switch back? And is the girl going to accidentally have to date her mom? And is the the girl's crush going to kiss Vince Vaughn? Like actual Vince Vaughn? The answer to the last one is yes. Mm-hmm. Which that was, it was like leading up to it. Like the girl's crush in Vince Vaughn, uh, it's eventually, he eventually learns, okay, this girl is in Vince Vaughn's body. This guy is not the killer. This is actually this girl I have a crush on. And there is enough flirtation that you're like, are they going to kill? Oh, there they go. And they make out for a little bit. 
Vince yeah, I mean, Vaughn makes up the, with like, good for the high school kid. He was just like, I don't really, I don't really care about appearances. I, I like your soul, and if your soul is in Vince Vaughn's body, I'm gonna go for it. Right, but you know, just coming off of watching a teacher as much as we do, very. True. I was, I, oh, I, it definitely was not a guy guy thing that concerned me. It was a kid guy old. thing yeah. that uh, that kind of concerned me. So. That happens. How are we going to talk about these people? What are we going to call each one? Because it's very confusing. Because uh, they, there isn't much time before the switcheroo happens. So I think that if we say, if we say the girl, are we talking about Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn's body. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the girl is Vince Vaughn's body. The killer is the girl's body. Yes. So uh, there were some fun and funny things about this. Like the girl. So the girl has. Two best friends, uh, a, a girl who serves as like the straight man, and then a dude who just <laughs> says, "There, this dude, her friend, and her like rival, the school bully, a girl named Ryler, are really in competition to be the sorority sister in Happy Death Day." As far as like most problematic, holy shit! How are you saying this in a 2020 <laughs> movie kind of thing? Uh, the Ryler, the girl that uh, bullies, um, I guess the the killer slash Millie, the the main character. She's like this popular, really chatty, really gossipy girl. Uh, again, her name is Ryler, which I think is a hilarious yeah. choice of like what's like the dude. It's kind of like it's like Jean Ralphio. You yeah, know, like it, you I mean, I name, think like it's douche. There weren't enough tongue in cheek things in this movie for me for like my liking. But that was, uh, I laughed at, at just like the absurdity of Ryler being right. a name. So Ryler bullies uh, this girl, Millie. And after they switch bodies, uh, Millie had been stabbed the night before. And all people know is that Millie was stabbed, but that she survived. And somehow she's in school the next day, which is a little crazy to me. But uh, the killer goes to school in Millie's body. And suddenly Ryler, who'd been shitting on Millie for being poor wants to know all the details and wants to invite her to parties and everything. And she's like, Oh, this is so cool. So she brings the killer into the locker room. She's like, yo, give me the lowdown. And the killer is not talking because it's a serial killer and uh, is really freaking Ryler out. Ryler is mainly upset that she's not getting the details because she wants to uh, talk about, she wants to just like uh, spread everything that she's told. Uh, the killer starts to touch Ryler's arm, like in like a "I'm gonna kill you soon" way, and Ryler takes it as Millie hitting on her and says, "Quote: I'm missing AP Bio. I didn't come here to clam jam with you." Pretty <laughs> so that's, good. <laughs> that's kind of like the that's that this movie's uh, "What time are you going to the party?" Yeah, but that's not necessarily that bad. I mean, right, right. I was just like, relatively like speaking, like douchey and like lightly yeah. homophobic. Whereas, yeah. um, what time you go into the the party was just a, a thousand percent offensive. Um, this was a very very graphic movie. Oh, and established right off the bat, thirty seconds in. I was shocked by that. I didn't think it was going to be. I thought it was like I didn't even know it was R, and then I quickly knew it was R. Yeah, I mean, the first kill was just... I, I was watching it with Ellen, and uh, the first kill, Ellen was like, okay, I'm not watching the rest of this. And she was like, she was out. Which, she, what a weird choice. Yeah, yeah. Why Which, would you... I wasn't thrilled about it. Um, 
like when I when I watch a thriller, I don't want to be watching. All right, when I'm watching a slasher, I don't want to be watching like Saw. Exactly, exactly, and it it legitimately was Saw levels of graphicness and uh the the first one i think was the only one that was like like very uncomfortable maybe that's because i got used to it like it it like set the tone and i was i was ready for it but the first one was just like oh i i I didn't i didn't like it a lot of impaling the the first one was the wine bottle is that it yeah 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 that was disgusting they shove a wine bottle down a kid's throat like they jam it down his his mouth and it goes like you can see Ugh. his throat like expanding and the glass breaks through his throat. And it's just I don't do well with mouth yeah, mouth carnage. Nobody should do well throat with that. carnage. Yeah. I don't do that. There's a lot of things that I can stomach, but teeth and mouth and, and ah, not for me. Uh, that was really, really disgusting. And again, such a weird choice. Who wants that in that movie? Like, I'm not. If if Happy Death Day was really graphic and gross, I would. That would be like a a knock against. Uh, yeah, I Happy think Death I Day think for me, I think they kind of missed missed the mark on on like the tone. Again, I think that it wanted to be tongue in cheek, but it wasn't tongue in cheek enough, and it was too uh, too gory, too graphic. It just it seemed like it didn't really know what it wanted. There was one character that I thought really did what the movie should have been doing, which was like the more comic relief, more like kind of confusing. Why is this happening? Why is this so weird? Uh, talking about her teacher, who is uh, played by Alan Ruck, who. He irrationally hates this girl for some reason he rules uh he's the best in uh in ferris bueller's day off yep he's the best in succession oh uh, i've never seen that i should he plays he plays like the doofy outsider brother in succession i mean he is he's always got to play a doofy guy yeah uh but he but- plays like a downright dickhead in this movie he right he he so he's uh it's like home ec or something like that or woodworking Stop. Shop, yeah, I would shop, say shop, right, yeah. right. Uh, and he hates this girl, Millie, and like is always picking on her. And um, the the thing with the, this character is that like she's so quiet. She does. She's not really social. She just kind of like gets in, gets out. Doesn't uh, doesn't want any trouble. Doesn't want any excitement. Uh, the the night of the dance, she goes to see some community theater with her mom. Like she's just like very. Uh, a, a very unassuming person, <laughs> yet this teacher hates her so much as like he he makes her out to be this like Miss Thang type, which she absolutely isn't. And uh, she shows apparently up, she's late a lot. Right, she is late. Uh, she show something happens in uh, something happens in the cafeteria when the killer is in her body. And again, like she's done like really nothing offensive she doesn't like cause any big hubbub or whatever but uh the night the night after she got stabbed she does like something minor in the uh cafeteria i forget what it is and he says uh god damn it millie i am so sick of your constant need for attention when legitimately the only thing that she had done that had brought her attention was get stabbed stabbed. so that was classic classic victim blaming uh yes um but again, it just wasn't that funny. Wasn't that ridiculous? It didn't do uh, I, anything. It didn't do anything. It didn't get like high marks in any specific area. 
Right. I didn't laugh enough. Like, I laughed at... Uh, it, there, there was one scene that I thought was great where they... There, there are a few good scenes. But the my favorite scene was uh, Vince Vaughn, the girl, uh, finally convinces her friends that it's her and that he, she is not the butcher. And they catch the killer in the girl's body and they have her tied up and they're explaining to her crush what's going on and that the girl tied up is actually the serial killer and Vince Vaughn, which there wasn't enough of this Vince Vaughn talking like a 16, 17 year old versus uh, I don't know, like man in his fifties for a long stretch of time was very funny and like i think he did it well i I thought it wasn't too um it wasn't like too cliche he wasn't like i don't know like twirling his hair or whatever he was just like had a lot of energy was really racing through his thoughts he did have like a like a funny walk like funny walk and run of like a teenage girl oh so so that's that's funny that uh the character is um I guess it's not funny. It's like kind of sad, but the character kind of doesn't know what to do with uh, being physically strong and mm-hmm. being intimidating and people um, just like respecting her, which is uh, weird and sad and everything. But uh, yeah, so like Vince Vaughn would like walk differently and just kind of did everything like a kid had to suddenly jump into Vince Vaughn's body. But there's a scene where they're explaining to uh, her crush, Booker, that it's her and that that's the killer over there that's tied up and he's really really talking a million miles a minute and is like apologizing the whole time I'm like oh my god this must sound so crazy i can't believe like you must think that they were nuts but you got to believe me it's this blah, blah, blah and the whole time the killer is sitting there uh which is the the serial killer trying to adapt to being in a teenage girl's body and just way overdoing like all of the teenage girlisms. So like the whole time she just like I don't know why I was laughing so hard at it, but she's like, Booker Booker, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I sound like a Kevin Hart bit, but uh I thought that scene was really funny. I uh I enjoyed the uh there's a dressing room scene where uh, where the girl in Vince Vaughn's body is hiding from the police because obviously the police are looking for the killer and that's Vince Vaughn's body that they're looking for. She's hiding in the dressing room of the store in which her mom works at. And so mm-hmm. the, the cops are looking for her uh, slash him. And they're in the store. They're in the store looking for this guy. And the mom uh, is standing outside of the dressing room. One, she offers to help, like help him try on polos, which I don't, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. don't understand why why you need help t- trying on polos uh but then she then quickly discloses her entire life story Ugh, to this guy sad. through the dressing room door uh then uh then like they have like a 5 minute chat and then she asks him out on a date yeah it was when, quite a preposterous scene yeah you know how i help someone try out try on polos you uh say hey don't be an idiot don't buy polos I say, hey, uh, you only need two things to try on polos. Polos and the trash. <laughs> Let's try this on for size. I'm going to roll it up, spike it on into the trash. Uh, that was really uncomfortable because she's just trying to comfort her mom and her mom like gets kind of horny about it. Yeah. Very um, 
Uh, you mentioned when we were texting about this movie, pacing issues. And mm-hmm. is it like a Vince Vaughn thing that Vince Vaughn movies have to have pacing issues where it starts, it starts strong and exciting. And then there's just such a lull. And it, this was like horror wedding crashers. Horror wedding crashers. I don't know. I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't say that. I mean, wedding crashers is a great movie. Don't don't besmirch wedding. Sure. Crashers. No, but but wedding crashers. I think like legitimately. Well, it gets off to like the hottest the hottest right. start in the history of cinema. I suppose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. I. I uh, that is a good point. That like Vince Vaughn is in a lot of movies that have issues. Like a lot of issues. <laughs> Has Vince Vaughn ever been in like a knock it out of the park movie? Is Vince Vaughn a theatrical cancer, a, a clubhouse cancer? People don't say, uh, do people say that anymore? They probably shouldn't, right? What? Like a, a, Calling someone a, like a clubhouse cancer? cancer? Yeah. I don't know. I, know, I, I think know. they still say it. I'd have to look at uh, all the meanings behind everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this was... Also, they, uh, when they're trying to hide Vince Vaughn, because, as you said, everyone's looking for him... Uh, they give her a mask, and very randomly, it is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers mask, like a, a realistic Aaron Rodgers mask, which just distracted me because it got me thinking about. Remember when the kid was wearing a very realistic Randy Moss mask at a Patriots game? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they kept showing him on the jumbotron, and Randy Moss would like interact with him, right? And the kid yeah, kept yeah. doing like the Randy Moss yeah. gesture, and yeah. There was like five minutes back and forth of like them just doing it back, and I th- you could tell Randy Moss was like, "All right, take the take the fucking camera off. All right, we d- we've done this." It was funny the first the first two times, right? Like God, how many times I got to make this kid's day? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'll I'll watch it again. I'll watch. I, it I don't think I will on like Netflix or something. I don't no, know. I don't maybe it's. Maybe I'll remember how graphic it is as I'm going to select it, and I'm like, I mean, you know what? In the Never first mind. thirty seconds. Yeah, is that the first kill that they'd make immediately off the bat was enough for Ellen to be like, this is not for me. And I think that I I would remember upon seeing that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't really like this movie. Yeah, they also didn't do enough with uh, everybody else's confusion. I I think that honestly, just like the concept was maybe biting off a little more than you could chew, because even as we try to explain it, we're having such a hard time saying like who the character is and it is very complicated and to do that do like a complicated thing without explaining any of it really yeah is it just like it's it's hard not to feel like you just aren't really in on it yeah there's a scene uh so as soon as vince vaughn realizes that he's in this girl's body and again this girl like dresses very unassuming um just does not want attention at all despite what her uh shop teacher thinks he immediately uh you belong with me's himself herself whatever and uh just kind of like reimagines the same look that she has but in a like classically uh quote-unquote hotter way yeah just and, with a little bit more attitude and lipstick right right which uh you know my thoughts on the you belong with me video right yeah it's like you're always a, a hot like you, you, you were just believe in yourself like the the story she's telling all these kids is like just be hotter at the end and it's like no just fucking feel good about yourself and if dressing true but also makes like you feel better like i don't know it's it, it's true but also like at the same time you, you were hot before 
Like oh, right, right, right. Like you were you were Taylor Swift dressed down. <laughs> yeah, then, right. I mean, you, I, like, you have you seen um uh, she's all that. Same exact thing. Where they, 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 that movie's very funny because like that girl at the beginning of the movie is an absolute babe. Knock and then out, like right? what? Nako, right? She just has like yeah, glasses, she's a babe. which she are has, like, always glasses. Wore, yeah, and she which like wears her wore. hair up and and she's like artsy. And then like halfway through the movie, they like put put her in a dress, they give her some makeup, let her wear her hair down, and they're like. Holy shit, she's hot. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, I generally don't believe in these in those like transformation type things when it's when you start with somebody who's obviously so gorgeous, but everybody's gorgeous on the inside. Um but guys start taking note of her. Uh, mm-hmm. even her dickbag uh guy friend who is gay, but still uh very judgmental about her. Uh he's like, "Oh my god, does she look cute?" <laughs> like so like Guys start to uh, start to attention. take to, to start to give her more attention, and uh, she's the killer now. She's out with the boys playing pool, and uh, one of them puts their hand on her ass, which like, what the fuck is this high school? And she whispers in his ear, uh, "Your touch makes this p word drier than sandpaper." I can't wait to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. And he's like. Oh, cool! Hell yeah, yeah! <laughs> and like later, she just fucking kills him. Like, so that that I thought was funny. That everyone's just so confused. They're like, "Oh, Millie's hot now. She's holding a lot of knives and stuff." And uh, yeah, so yeah, I I just uh, I think I've seen the, the the whole body swap movie a few too many times to really be like, "Ha this is great." Right, yeah, a lot of things that we've seen before. Yeah, I mean, look, again, look. not not a good enough body swap movie, not a good enough slasher, mm-hmm. not a good enough comedy, not a good enough uh, like tone appropriate slasher. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just it it didn't strike the right notes um, in a lot of different areas. Yeah, it's probably honestly not C plus. It's probably like C C minus. Yeah, and which is disappointing because we were excited for this for a long time, and I feel like we had to it, we we had like a delay to be able to see it and i had to pay 20 dollars on demand and yeah that is true coughed up a lot of money to watch this uh, let's quickly wrap this up with uh, a teacher because as much as it was great to abandon our plan and have an awesome james blunt episode uh do want to note that we said this was set in the future let's bring this uh full circle or l- set less we said in, in the past, past that it was in the yes. future sorry it was set in the past no, but but we said in the past that it was in the past set when we were recording when we were in the future, yeah, right. So, so now, we're actually, in, now we're in the future talking about what we said in the past about the past, which is progressively the future. Actually, it was set more in the future or uh, in in the more recent past than when we were talking about it in the past. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I totally get We that. thought it was, I don't know. That makes sense. Seven years and a week in the past. But in reality, it's like seven years, uh, six days, and 20 hours in the past. So mm-hmm. clock is ticking. Uh, in all seriousness, the uh, the a teacher's handling of time progression is very fucking weird. Because they don't really like address, they don't do the whole like, hey, this is clearly... Uh, like right. Months they later. just say in the beginning they're Oh, oh yeah. No, yes. They, yes. They have like they have like a, like one line of dialogue. Like if if you had missed the first five minutes of a teacher, 
this week. Yeah, I had to. And re- you, you you went in and and like you didn't like there'd be you'd be like why is Eric how is Eric in college? Yeah. By the I, way, got into UT. Yes, that's the big that's the big thing. He's a, a, a question has been answered. Uh, we had two big questions about this show. One has been answered. Still waiting on that second one. Mm-hmm. Is the band good? When the fuck we gonna? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pete phrases it. Is the band good? I phrase it. When the fuck are we gonna hear that band? <laughs> um, but you, you're so right though, because I legitimately rewound the first ten seconds because when uh, Logan's older brother, who clearly Eric was just like using Logan to be friends with Logan's older brother, right? Is Logan uh, that kid's yeah. name? I hope so. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. But I also feel like Eric doesn't really like the older brother. Like I, I feel that like the the I feel like he's only friends with Logan's older brother because now he goes to school at the same school as Logan's older brother, uh, and like he's like the one guy that he knows. Right. Which I'm glad I didn't have that when I went to college. I had some. I knew some people who went to my college, but mm-hmm. I. Definitely didn't do the. Oh, I'm gonna spend the first couple weeks of college following around these like three people I know. Also, I feel like everybody at UT or everybody, all the guys in a teacher at UT are casted to be knockoffs of Tim Riggins. Yes, it it just seems like they went for as many Taylor Kitsch lookalikes as they possibly could in like different stages of Taylor Kitsch's life. But especially Logan's older brother, they were like, this has got to be the the, this has got to be Tim Riggins. Yeah, my they got the most bootleg Tim Riggins they could find. My first note, other than Eric gets into UT exclamation point, is uh, that it just makes me mad that we didn't go to UT. And was going to ask you, like, should we just go to grad school and fucking Zoom? What would we do to grad me? school? Oh, yeah, 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 You froze real quick. Okay. Uh, I got you. Okay. But to be like, uh, let's go back to school. I was going uh, go to say, gra- what would we go to grad school for? What would we know. go to grad school for? I have no idea. What, what would you go to grad school yeah, for? Absolutely. Um... Considering that, like, my undergrad degree is almost completely useless, right? Like, has yeah, been completely useless to like my actual career. Like, I don't know or care what I would go to grad school for. Here's what my undergrad degree did. My undergrad degree currently serves to make me the annoying douchebag who knows AP style, and occasionally mm-hmm. will say to my coworkers, "Like, hey, uh, can we write this out this way? Because this is the way it should be." And I sound like an annoying fucking know-it-all dick but i learned to care about this stuff and how things should i didn't even get that in college ah you honestly should be an editor uh i don't know it's a lot of reading i mean and also that's like not a job (laughs) anymore which is fucking scary it is at my my place of it is i was i'm kidding it is at my place too uh but a the people that we but have in my place the guy who does it are no the, the, the people that we have in my place uh are better at it than i would be and be i don't know like i i i'll read some websites won't name names and be like hey this place needs more editing but uh i know that just this business is in a weird way right now uh but yeah generally like i think that both of all you have your job because uh you're 
you have you, because of your personality and because of your social media. I think that my job yeah, is generally like based myself. Right. I think I, my job is generally based on my personality more than it is on my degree or anything. So definitely wouldn't go back and get anything in this field. I don't know. Like I, I have thought about um, if there's a round two of this, like doing some like online courses, just just like music theory, like shit that interests me, but not for mm-hmm. a n- not for any like professional types of reasons. But if if I had to like if I got out of the business and had to, and decided I was going back to school, I have no fucking idea what it would be for. Yeah, but I'd be down to like just to like move to Austin. And right. So like let's go think to like, like one or two classes a week and like be like yoga horns. <laughs> you know, what we would be welcome. We would be uh, we would be grad. We would be undeclared grad school students. <laughs> We'd be in grad. Hell school. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, ah, so back to school. What for? Yeah, feeling it out. You know, don't really have a major <laughs> yet. Like, uh, I don't think there are majors in grad schools. <laughs> I think you just go in and get something. What are you getting? I don't really know yet. I think just kind of play it by ear. Right now, I'm just kind of getting used to the the the, the school, the curriculum. Like a quadruple minor guy. I don't know. Oh, we'll yeah. see. Oh God, that'd uh, be so cool. We would be we would be the old school guys. We would be the uh, yeah. the two of us in a in a house right by campus, and Vince Vaughn would live there with us, and we would uh, talk about freaky. Yo, that would be so cool if we like. I, I will. I will fuck up. Uh, oh, I can't say that. That would uh, out of context. That was going to sound horrible. What are you going to say? I was going to say. God, I can't even say it the clean way. Uh, I was going to say I would fuck up, meaning like I would definitely do. Like I would try really hard at um, the opposite of. The thing that you study that isn't your main focus, but it's your secondary focus in college. a minor. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay. So I would say I would. Uh, like I would mess get, with a minor. <laughs> I would get a lot of minor degrees. Okay. <laughs> now I'm not. I don't necessarily want to redo college and get and do like a major, but I would this just like, in DJ talking about a teacher would totally fuck with a minor. <laughs> <laughs> so. Isn't that so weird? There's like no way of saying that. <laughs> no. There's there's no way that, that we've we've found a real loophole in the English language. How do you convey your enthusiasm to uh, like successfully acquiring a uh, not a major degree, but yeah. the, like the the one under that? Boy, that was scary. Nice try, Satan. Um, but honestly, I had a minor in college that I didn't complete because I was like, I don't care enough about this minor. Mm-hmm. But uh, my dad also said, I don't care about this minor. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there were, if I could go and like get a bunch of uh, those types of concentrations, then I would. I'd get a minor in, I don't know, a bunch of things. Just be a lot smarter of a person. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that I'm definitely. Still haven't named gonna... one. <laughs> Still have not <laughs> named one one um but yes i would we'll go back to school we have to the time let's make it like a marriage pact uh 
if at whatever age <laughs> if i'm not smart by 35 yes brunch goes to college if if at whatever age we're both unsatisfied in any aspect of our life we say that's it we're going back to college well i'm only getting dumber and more unsatisfied by the day so absolutely i it is crazy how stupid i've gotten i I don't know. I think that most people consider themselves kind of smart, and I think that we're all smart in our own ways. I don't know. I, I think a I, lot more like you're fucking dumb, DJs. I'm uh, I'm confused on that though because I feel like the smart people realize that they're that they they get dumber by the day. Yes. Yeah, so did somebody? There, there's I forget what this is called, but uh, for whatever reason, I think Mark Bertrand was talking about it one day. Uh, there's this thing where. Smart people know that they're smart, but stupid people think that they're smart. Mm-hmm. So, like everybody thinks that it's it's rare that somebody's like, "Oh, I'm dumb. I'm not that smart." I don't but, think that I'm that smart. I I don't. Like I, I really don't. I don't I think know. That, I, I think that uh, in general, like I have areas where I'm committed to knowing things exactly, but I'm not smart. I think I'm smart and useful in certain areas and the other areas I am almost like defiantly stupid. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I, like <laughs> I refuse to know how to do it. Like if someone's like, hey, you know how to change a tire? I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like that makes me stupid. I don't know how to change a tire. <laughs> <laughs> right? <It's> just... <laughs> Your reaction being like, go and my mom's like, yourself. that doesn't put a tire on the car. Now you're just being an asshole. Why were you so mean? <laughs> well, at least like, I guess like you're at least smart enough to know that you can't do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really do think that like at any point in time, I, any person could convince themselves that they're smart. Like, I'm smart enough to realize that I'm stupid at at this thing. Yeah. And then that's a complete spin zone about like you being smart. That's true, right. Would a would a would a dummy would a be able to tell that I'm stupid and people be like I I think so. <laughs> yeah, you're really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't know. so I'm pretty sure that we're we're uh we're both pretty stupid. Yeah, but well hey, well let's put a pin in this because not rule. Next time we go to Austin, uh, should we take a tour? Uh, he, oh yeah, yeah. With Claire, Claire can Claire can show us around. Oh, excuse me. That's you're you're talking about a uh, you're talking about a uh, a convict. And the reason we know in this episode that Claire goes to jail is because so the, the, the gist of this episode, Eric gets into UT, and all anybody does is talk about how he used to fuck his teacher, which is. Unbelievably I, I, insincere, but also like this was 2014 or whatever. Like it, it, you can be shocked by like how much things change in one year, two year, three years, four year, however many years uh, with like the world. Like people were not at all sensitive. I actually kind of do believe this. Absolutely, people especially in very, college, right? Like people were not sensitive to like that he'd been through some shit, and yeah. they were more like. Ba- ba- this, this name is never said, but the whole episode suggests that Eric's nickname in college is like teacher fucker. Yeah, like pretty much. And uh, and like 
it just it, and people like find ways to bring it up out of nowhere. Like he was hooking up with this girl and she was like, I know who you are. I was like, There's no reason to bring that up right yeah. there. She yeah, she's like, What'd your teacher to- show you? Like, can you like show me what she taught you or whatever? And I'm like, I don't think she taught him how to have sex, but uh anyway, uh it's and, and then this then was af- by far this was by far like even though that I think that that's somewhat realistic, I do think that the, that this episode was the most far fetched and exaggerated of any episode that's been uh, made this far. I hope so because I was really, I initially really wanted to go to UT when I saw the episode start at UT, and I was like, "Fuck, that's where we belong." God, like not with those kids or anything, but like. Yeah, it started in a frat, like, so I hope not. Yeah, there should be some like grad school version of, I don't know, like if there was like a 30 and up version of college and it was like, I don't know, just like exactly my age, I'd be like, okay, Pete, come on, you're coming with. We're going I to mean, UT. Absolutely. My, my treat, uh, we all we have to get student loans, though. Let's go. We're going to, to college. But then as soon as any of the kids start talking, and again, like the, it's, it's college kids, so they're supposed to be really stupid but really confident mm-hmm. there we go again with like the dumb but think you're smart i hated all those kids so fucking badly one kid says uh a there's a scene where and this is the first time the whole series where i've been like hey it wouldn't look like that or like this isn't well done because i do think this is this show's been uh really well done bunch of dudes are sitting around each smoking a joint yeah, like, and what? I was like, "How much weed do they have?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Eric seemed to have like weed very handy, endless throughout weed. high school, right? I think that Eric was growing or something. But they're all sitting around, each smoking a joint, and uh, and the one that really threw me off—I don't know if you're going to say the same one, but go ahead. One kid says, "Wait, you hooked up with your teacher?" And another kid goes. Yeah, bro, like multiple times, then sent her ass to jail like a fucking savage and is like looking for a high five from Eric, who is not speaking this entire conversation because he's like crying because they're bringing up painful shit that's probably still raw for this child that just went through an absolutely asinine experience and like he thought it was love and all this shit. Yeah, that one was wild. The one to me that w- that was like absurd was one of the kids was like, "Yo, bro, did she have a bush oh. or a landing strip?" I was oh. like, well, "At what point would anybody ask that question?" Oh, dude, I would honestly be like, "What the fuck did you say?" Like, yeah, did honestly, I just miss here? Did I just miss here every word that you just said? Twenty four dumb twenty fourteen dumbass me would be like. What kind of question is that? Right, right, exactly. Like 2014 college kid probably saying, thinking dumb, stupid things because you're such a dumb fucking kid would be like, like what? Even if you're the dummy, dumbest, horniest frat bro in the entire world, that is not the first question that would come up for anybody. Oh, my God. Even if, uh, and if someone was like, hey, uh, be a real douche and like you're, you're talking shop with the guys. What do you ask again? Like that's just not my, my scene bunch of dudes sitting around with individual joints uh, talking shop. 
<laughs> maybe like uh, I, I, I don't know I, uh, how how's the how, how's the sex life you, are you too compatible I don't know <laughs> <laughs> they CGI'd in all those joints uh, to to uh, promote uh, coronavirus awareness maybe but they, they didn't uh, want to share those germs so that was fucked uh, he hooks up with the girl who is like quizzing him about how he fucked his teacher and then later like mid sex right away and then later responds to his booty call and when he shows up is like that was so painful hey uh and i can i get this too she's like hey like i told my friends about what happened the other night and they were like yo not fucking cool i shouldn't have been doing that which like her friends are good right. friends yeah. right her, her friends are right and like that's that's what friends are for. i guess that's where like talk and shop can be beneficial she's like hey so you know hooking up with a guy getting hot and heavy i start pestering him about like being statutory raped and their friends are like excuse me so she like apologizes as she should and uh then he's like okay cool no it's okay it's fine i don't want to talk about this uh he starts kissing her and she's like hey uh, i want to take it slow with you you've been through a whole lot um so I think that, that we should take it slow. And then he's all fucking mad because he's like, I fucking texted you, you up, you responded. We have to have sex now. I'm like, oh my God, I think all these characters are the worst fucking person. But yeah. I don't Pretty know. I, I, that episode accomplished what it was trying to do, which was like show how he's navigating the aftermath of this, which is not well. People treating him differently, him kind of being an asshole as a result and uh there's one scene where he's like maybe kind of wants to die they're are they off-roading they're in a car they're like a road there's a dirt dirt, they're like dirt roading i guess okay in Uh, a jeep so there are which seems like a a a perfectly douchey bro thing to do again like the very beginning makes me think like i want to go to ut and then they show how the people act at ut in this show and i'm like yeah I'll just do some like uh, University of Phoenix, like <laughs> stay at home uh, pass. But he gets on top of the Jeep and is lying down on his chest and tells them to go as fast as they can because the show realized it had gone like 15 seconds without making us extremely uncomfortable. Now suddenly we have like a somebody's going to fucking die <laughs> scene. It was by, I mean, he ends up falling off the the car and is like fucks up his body and face and everything doesn't die but uh crazy episode and then at the end so here's what you missed i know you're gonna finish the episode i finished it i finished it okay so he ends up doing shrooms with a stranger yeah hilarious just lies out in the so some dude with glasses is like hey i've been sexiled and he's like uh i know cool like it's gonna happen kids like you want to do shrooms (laughs) he's like yeah i was like i was honestly waiting for that kid to be like yeah i, I bet you sexiled your younger brother when you had sex with your teacher oh. <laughs> and then that's right like <laughs> he finally finds someone who isn't talking to him about because legitimately every his mom everybody is literally everybody's like friends. yo remember that time you had sex with your teacher right kid can't escape it it's it's right and like again clearly just look at the kid for a second he's not answering the questions quickly he's not comfortable with it like, do what the mom did, which is like, hey, if you need to talk, I'm here. Okay? I got you. I love you. All of his they friends. They even had a stripper. They even had a stripper in the episode. Oh, who, the stripper was like. A stripper's 
you're a bad boy. You're a bad student. Yeah, what the fuck? They that act. was wild. Great, yeah. They, they, he gets into a fraternity, and they bring in a stripper. She gives him a lap dance. And like as soon as she's, she sits on his lap, she's like, I hear you fuck teachers. I'm like, oh, my God. How is Oh, the rough, rough time for Eric. Like, he legitimately is... That being said, have you heard him say, like, at any point in time, he's like, I would not like to talk about the time that I fucked my teacher. Right. He, there are opportunities for him to say it to Logan's brother, and he just doesn't do it. Just cool it, please. Right. He doesn't do it. He's like, uh, and they have, like, they have a sincere conversation about it, like, one of the mornings after in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yo, that, that must, must be, like, kind of fucked up and stuff. And he's like, yeah, it's super fucked up. And, and then, like, they just go back to them, like, razzing on him. Yeah, that's true, right? Because uh, is it Logan's brother that's like, um, hey, like, this has to be difficult for you because although you're different ages, you were both people who were feeling things. And, uh, like, you didn't, you didn't want her to go to jail. You didn't want her to get in right. trouble. Like, you felt something for this person. And he's like, yeah, that's, I, I, like, I'm so glad someone has finally said that uh like, that's what i was 12 hours later that, that same dude 12 hours later that same dude's like teacher fucker <laughs> yeah right, exactly he's like yeah that's why like i was trying to tell the prosecutor that like this is a this was a, a person who messed up neither of us should have done it but uh i just i i just wish that people would consider that there there were feelings involved and this was like a very difficult thing and he's like yeah i imagine all right, you want another beer, teacher fucker? And then, like, the episode continues. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, it's my God. Yeah, so, I mean. The, the wheels might be coming off here. So, what's, there's three episodes left. Uh, do we hear the fucking band? And I, I would think the next one has to be, like, the Claire episode, do you think? Yeah, they Claire, because Claire gets out. Uh, I would assume that uh, it's going to be a very heavily Claire. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like some eric coming in okay let's all right so three episodes left let's split this up claire gets to have uh an episode he just got fair he just got fair. an episode right yeah. right eric got his own episode fair is fair we get a claire episode fair is fair that gets you claire little uh teacher rapping for you two episodes left after that can we just get one and a half matt episodes can we get I like would- I am very inter- I'm I'm honestly like very interested in Matt. Like what do you do when your wife yeah. goes to jail right for having sex with a minor? Right. What what's can they show Matt Matt's in surgery and they're like excuse me Matt, we need you and he's like what are you talking about? I'm in surgery right now. And they're like there's an emergency. He's like what kind of emergency? And the guy's like the emergency is and it's D Snyder and he's like oh! <laughs> he, like it shows they all have like the instruments there they're like come on we're gonna go play a gig and he's like oh yeah all right and they run off and they, they got there's like a there's like wait is that tour is that tour bus ours like yeah you bought it because that's what you do you spend you spent all of you and your wife's savings on stuff for this band you bought well, you saw this not a great time right now, I would say, for like the surrounding, the the uh, the auxiliary cast of a teacher, right? 
All I mean, no. obviously, not a great time for the main cast of a teacher. Um, the, the Claire worse than the the frat boys, but God, a lot of people in this episode sound quite r- rough. So I don't know. Give us one and a half mad episodes, and then we'll call it a day. Right, but but one of them has to be uh, the finale, and it's an hour long, and so. How funny would it be if they no? What if they just played out like the rest of the series? They did the next three episodes, and then it was like a teacher special event, and it was just like a live show of Matt's band. Yes. Oh God, we got to make it. We get. We have to make Matt fan cams. Hell yeah! Set. I mean, to- we should just have Matt on the podcast. We I don't should- know how. I don't know how down he would be to like make jokes about like his character and a teacher, but I'd like to find out if he's willing uh, to look. I would be down. I'd be like, "Hey, we take, like, we're we we watch this show for the dramatic, for the the dramatic purposes of it, and uh, like everybody, we've been basically throwing up every week as we watch this show because it's so uncomfortable. We've also caught feelings <laughs> for your character's storyline. We couldn't help but notice that." The show was extremely judgmental about dudes who want to rock. Uh, did you have to know how to play your instrument to take that job? Like, let's just talk about rocking for a little bit. Yeah, we can just say you you they didn't allow you to let your let you soar and let your your you flap your wings as a musician as a dude who wants to rock. The floor so is yours. We would like to give you this platform. Yes, we are. You, we are giving. We are using our voice to give you a Hear voice. Yours. Yes. Please, please rock. 